finally happened. I finally, finally gained enough power on the PNB network where I have a Hearthstone. We'll call it a Hearthstone show. I wouldn't call it an outright show. A one-off, a special, a, 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 a special episode of, of PNB Presents where I finally get thought. It's not even a titled Hearthstone show. I'm not even know I'm uh, talking about it like that, but it, it's finally here. I can talk about Hearthstone. And the only other person on the network who gives a flying fuck about Hearthstone is here with me. Say hello, Brendan Lundy. Hello, welcome to our hearth our Hearthstone show. It is called Extra Mana Crystal, um, <laughs> and because we're getting a Hearthstone show for one turn only. For <laughs> I, I dig it, I dig it. We'll call it Innervate the show. Oh, <laughs> uh, now we'll have to deal with the overload, uh, or you know what I'm saying. I get what you're saying, and it's funny that you're you're mixing Druid and Shaman because Hearthstone did a little bit about about that too. But we'll we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. It was planned, I swear. <laughs> yeah, definitely, I can tell. I can tell. Very composed. No, but um, so when Ashes of Outland, the most recent Hearthstone set came out, um, I was on my bullshit. There's a new Hearthstone class. Cool, I'm having fun. Uh, Demon Hunter seems weird. We'll also talk about that. Um, but for the first time, I caught Brendan taking a whiff at Hearthstone, and because Demon Hunter was such an easy set to really obtain, and it was very easy for people to get, which I think is part of its popularity, um, Brendan, you started playing a little bit of Hearthstone. Uh, yes. I think it would be more accurate to say I went back to Hearthstone. Um, mm. I played it, you know, I when it first came out, uh, a lot. Um, and then when I was commuting every day on the bus... Hearthstone was a pretty common uh, time killer, mm-hmm. um, but I think I had taken like two years off, almost like almost a two full two years off before Ashes of Outland. So, yeah, and I hopped it back in because uh, as a huge Warcraft three fan, um, I was like, yeah, oh Illidan, totally. I want I want to play as Illidan. I like the Demon Hunter, uh, just the whole lore yeah. around the Demon Hunter. It's so, fun. Um, it's fun. Yeah, and so yeah, I, I gave it a shot. They're very generous with that pack uh, about you know because there's a new class involved, how much how many cards they give you. So there was a lot to work with, and and I played that for quite a while, and then kind of fell off of it because everything you know, a bunch of stuff was coming out. But yeah, I still plan on playing more. And now that there's a new uh, pack coming, which we're talking about, I have a pretty good pretty good excuse. Yeah, you, sh- you sure definitely do. Now, um, lots to unpack there with just the Demon Hunter stuff. Just got to say at the top, my first ever Demon Hunter game I was playing as a Paladin. I was playing as Arthas, and Illidan yeah. directly will shit talk Arthas uh, right, oh, when yeah. you sh- right when you show up. Um, and I'm just like, that's pretty great. Unfortunately, Arthas doesn't say anything back because, I don't know, maybe Patrick Seitz was busy. Um, I, uh, I don't remember but... if I ever played again. I'm sure I did, but I can't remember it. If he said what he said, what do, do you remember what he says? Uh, now and forever, I am your better Arthas. That, oh, you know what? Actually, that rings a bell. I do like how Arthas will talk to uh, um, Furion and Maeve and and uh, the other other uh, night elf characters. It's 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 really fun. It's it's cool, and, and unfortunately, sometimes for some of the older like the classic. Uh, classes let's say like malfurion they don't always update his voice clips uh, usually the new guys will have something to say but it, it's always fun cute little interactions and like <laughs> i don't know if it's because people are already sick of illidan's vengeance but they already have an alternate uh hero portrait for demon hunter 
It's like oh, a Hearthstone. It's yeah. a Hearthstone OC character, um, and it's like a cute el- night elf lady. So obviously, you know, like you gotta what you gotta get your ends. Instead of vengeance, no, uh, she's just like for Outland or yeah, or just she, she lives in out. I, I guess she just hangs out in Outland. Um, huh. Truthfully, truthfully, I did not play a lot of the single player expansion uh, mm. stuff with Ashes of Outland because that was kind of dropped out of nowhere. And it it was free, so it's not like, you know, I'm complaining, but there wasn't much of an incentive to play besides, like, a card back and, like, I don't know. It, it, it was fine. I think it was... Yeah, I, I played think, the first, the like, first module of it. I, you get some cards and stuff, uh, but otherwise, yeah, I didn't really stick with it. I mean, the, the incentive for the old ones was that you got exclusive cards. So you take that away, and, like, I kind of lose that, you know... Uh, cheese on the end of a of a fishing rod you know like yeah. uh, it, yeah. it, it's not much of an incentive because some of the cards in in uh descent of dragons single player expansion uh mm-hmm. were insane and and one of them in particular is still kind of meta defining uh the, the risky skipper he's the one mana one three in warrior that when you play a minion after he's on the field he'll deal one damage to everything or right. uh, everything on the board uh, which that that is a card you build your entire deck around, and that is a card that has uh, defined Warrior for the last three months, standing proudly against the Demon Hunter menace. But uh, so yeah, let's. I guess we can just kind of dive into Demon Hunter um, mm-hmm. as a class. It's it's Hearthstone's tenth class. First time they added a, a class to the game since 2013 when they had nine classes. Um, so obviously it was going to be a pretty ambitious endeavor and pretty tough to balance and manage and finagle it seems like they were up until the the last minute like toying with like different a a different hero power cost which it ended up being a one mana hero power they were toying with you know how how certain cards were balanced how certain interactions worked you know like to to the point where when i was playing hearthstone on uh ashes about ashes of outland day one uh it was it was a clusterfuck, and it was so fucking strong. Demon Hunter had just insane cards. Like, it, it and it wasn't just like, oh, these are new. It's the new hotness, so obviously they're going to be popular. Well, I mean, of course, everybody's going to be able to get these cards pretty easily, and yes, it's going to be popular. But where a lot of cards balance anywhere between, like, 15 to 20 class cards, and then the rest are neutrals, uh... I believe day one Demon Hunter had two neutral cards and the rest were class cards. Yeah. It was it it was a lot and and they were all given to you pretty much like a lot of the great the really good ones were just given to you right away. Like here. Here's some here's some excellent cards. Yeah. It, it they nerfed they nerfed Demon Hunter 24 hours after it came out. <laughs> yeah. It was the fastest nerf I'd ever seen, which in the previous expansion to Ascent of Dragons, they had a nerf week one, and everybody's just like, oh, that's crazy. Like, oh, man, <laughs> it's never going to get like this again. Uh, never say never. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they had they had cards like Skull of Gul'dan where you could draw three cards, and then if the Skull of Gul'dan card was, like, on your left or rightmost side of your hand, which is the outcast mechanic, which I actually really yes. like. Yeah, it's um, but, but if if you just played it uh, the outcast version it would discount every card you drew by 3 yeah so you're potentially saving 9 mana worth of stuff for 5 mana yeah it, so it um just kind of wild that is that was a card that i think 
I didn't really understand uh, the outcast at, at first. Like, I, I mean, obviously you do. It's, it's, it's intuitive. But I didn't really understand just how much you were saving with Skull of Gul'dan um, until lot. I started really using it. It's a lot. You're getting, like, your Seder Overseers for zero mana. You're getting eye yep. beams for zero. Well, you already get eye beams for cheap on Outcast, but... You're getting uh, what's his name, uh, Altruist the Outcast for zero mana. Yeah. You know, like, just like it, it's it's so bizarre to me because like it, Demon Hunters had such a weird half life where the most defining card of the most recent few weeks that was that Warglaze of Azanoth card where mm. it was a three ma- three attack four durability weapon where you could attack other minions like you, you could just keep attacking other minions. Um, it would take one durability each, but you just it would get the job done. Uh, that card was not good enough to be in day one Demon Hunter. <laughs> it, it was it was just not good enough. You know, we had five mana ten sixes that after two turns would do ten damage. Yep. You know, we had like uh, six mana six fives that would do seven damage at the end of, the, of, of your or six damage at the end of your turn. Like it was bonkers in every sense of the word. Yeah, that I think for a lot of people too. Um, I mean, I, I kind of ran that first, the, just the vanilla deck that they give you right at first. Mm-hmm. And everyone, I feel like for those early weeks, were, were running, you know, uh, this rush Demon Hunter deck where mm-hmm. they wanted mm-hmm. to get a bunch of little dudes out. Everything that they did, even if it, they had like some slight control with, um, uh, I'm forgetting the, the, the two different... Um, it's like a three and a six, and one will give you three different um, one ones, and the other one will give you, I think, five. Oh, yes, yes. They're the spells that will produce tokens that have rush. Yeah, and then, and yeah. then they just, you know, throw that out. To yeah, take yeah. Care th- th- of that, that, that aspect of Demon Hunter, I think, is a little slept on. They they, they call these token builds. Uh, Druid does it a lot. Yeah. Um, where they had cards like, oh, okay, if every, car, every minion that died, you can draw a card. Uh, I did not see as many Demon Hunters doing that after, like, day one. Because I, I also think it was pretty. It was, I think I think the demon hunter formula was figured out. Uh, let's say alarmingly quick. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it was like I saw. I mean, I see people doing that. Right. I was seeing people doing that for a little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. But everyone is doing you know that like high damage weapon type stuff. And mm-hmm. for but for mine, what I was doing for a while, and I started seeing a lot more people doing this too, was just um, just that quick cast for really big demons. Like I'm. Yeah. I, trying to get trying to get a couple pit lords out there as fast as i can and then at the end of every turn that if you have two of them out there suddenly uh you're you're getting two free demons big to demon the boys usually yeah. the ones like the 10 six for five mana well what if you yeah. just got it for free <laughs> yep got Why that for not? free and then and then you're you're casting at the beginning of your turn or at the beginning of the game match i should say uh there's that there's that two cost that'll get you let you just discover any random you know a random demon. demon and it's like yeah. hey okay cool and Brendan these cards you're talking about are were one of the like lesser talked about ones but still very interesting and like stuff you could make a deck out of uh, yeah because early on you know when we were talking about and I even spectated a couple games of yours like okay you're you're leaning more into like a control demon hunter archetype. Yeah. When you were playing that, that wasn't super in, but I think now it might be pushed in that direction. Um, I've seen more people doing that, and actually for a long time. So, I mean, the opening for most uh, Demon Hunter 
matches are pretty much the same. Like you're putting out some dude who can, you know, if you kill him, he comes back again or, you know, returns to your hand for, for no cost or whatever. Um, a lot of, a lot of small stuff getting out there fast to deal damage, but there's a point mm-hmm. where, um, you know, you open up to more control options. And I remember like for a long time, there was always a moment when I was fighting another demon hunter or someone who was familiar with the demon hunter, like the, the, the general demon hunter meta decks that were out there where I would hit like turn three or four and I play something that they weren't expecting and they'd wait. They'd like wait for a second. <laughs> they'd, 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 have to, they'd have to like decipher what madness wait, what? You're, you're, you're doing. You're, yeah. you're telling me you're a demon hunter that's not playing like a, a Seder overseer or the, right. uh, what's the, the one mana two, two that gets stronger every time you attack. Like you're, right. Oh, you're not playing yes. those cards. Is that, 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 and that is counterplay and that is not, that is not insignificant, I will say. Yeah, and and it was it was really fun for a while to do that, and then more people started started being like, "Hey, you know what? There's a lot of really good demons. I'm gonna I'm gonna create a deck solely around demons for the demon hunter." And then right. I would start running into people who were like, "I know what you're doing. Here's here's <laughs> I'm I'm gonna outplay you because I'm I have more cards. I'm better than you, and I play this more often. Uh, good try, though. You Unfortunately, know. Smurf accounts do exist." That's yes. in any game pretty much ever, but uh, um, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I personally really like Demon Hunter. I know a lot of people who have a pretty specific distaste for Demon Hunter, but really, hmm. just because it's so, it was so oppressive so early on, and I think that colored their experience for like the rest of Demon Hunter. Sure, yeah. and it is a, it is a class that is not dependent on RNG in almost any way, shape, or form. So, whereas a lot of other classes can kind of build their identities around, like, a controlled level of RNG, like Mage and Shaman, Demon Hunter, you didn't have that. You just drew your cards and played them. And right. you didn't have to worry about, like, uh, snowball effects. You didn't have to worry about, like, oh, is, if I transform this guy's a minion into a guy that's one less, is it going to be stronger somehow? Because, like, am I going to get the high roll or the low roll? The only high roll and low roll you have to worry about in Demon Hunter is drawing the fucking cards. And it doesn't matter when half of them are just going to smack him in the face anyway. So, you know, it kind of reminded me of, and I'm, I'm, I know that this exists for, I mean, any of the classes when you start playing, but for some reason, that Demon Hunter, uh, the Demon Hunter specifically, it felt like when you buy like an expansion or not expansion, like a like a deck set for um, uh, Magic or pokemon or something and mm-hmm. the deck is totally made and it like it's not gonna be like a fucking tournament winning deck but it'll get the job done and it's pretty good and if you can play it like it's it's fine like good right. synergies all built around one or two strategies and that's what the demon hunter felt like is it it felt like hey you know this is you don't have to think about it and like you were saying you just draw your cards and play them you did not have to think about it there is some strategy like okay well this out cast card is two cards away i want to try and get you know these other two played before play your I hand play accordingly whatever. so you can have your turn six ter- uh skull of gold in right. oh no i'm paying six mana for nine mana reductions yeah oh it's and it's just <laughs> scandalous. like scandalous a lot of the stuff that you're i guess missing out on like if you don't have a uh if you're what's the word i'm looking for like uh uh, your ideal turn doesn't take place and you have to play a card early or you have to, you know, adjust your strategy really quickly. 
you're not really missing out on anything. It's not like, oh, that play's gone now. It's all whatever because you can, you can kind of do whatever you want as long as you have the right mana, you know? Yeah, yeah. as long as you're playing like in those confines. Every match feels like that, at least uh, on at lower ranks and stuff. Right, right. You definitely have outs and avenues to like play your stuff out even if it's not quite optimal or even if you're not being yeah. super efficient with your mana. Sometimes, you know, like you got to play a five-mana card to turn eight, and then that's your turn. Yeah. Um, like, sometimes that's just how things work. Although not usually with Demon Hunter, because, again, that one mana, that one mana hero power, also extremely good. Uh, yes. Maybe a little overtuned. I don't know. I don't know how how Demon Hunter would work if it was a two-mana get-two attack. Um, because yeah. I think that might... That just might not synergize with how the rest of the, of the, of the decks really work. Because there are a lot of cards that are dependent on demon hunter taking an attack and that triggers like an effect or that like yes. synergizes with like okay now this is gonna have lifesteal or now like i'm dealing damage like this spell will deal damage according to what my weapon damage is and like spread it out across the board right. um so i don't know like and and two two blizzards credit two team fives credit uh if it's a problem they're aware of it and they act very quickly on it they act very quickly yeah. on it now more than i think ever and then over the last couple of years uh the the hearthstone team has changed a lot you know they had a lot of leadership move on to other projects and they've had a lot of other people move in this hearthstone team of like 2019 2020 very open to change very open to you know uh working with the community and certain aspects of like well what's working here what's not um and like very open communication um and and like very quick turnaround and stuff they I know it might seem ridiculous when it's like, oh, they had to nerf Demon Hunter four times, but it's like, well, at least they didn't leave it. Like, old Hearthstone team would just have a broken deck for like six months and then decide to do something with it, and that was the biggest change in the world. But this current Hearthstone's like, you know, if this if 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 the data says this and we're we're literally seeing this with our own eyes, you know, like we'll kind of tinker with it and take a look. Like they, they've they've nerfed cards and rebuffed them to their old status if if it wasn't yeah. really a problem. So yeah. Well, it was really funny because I remember, like, it was, like, the first two, within the first two or three days, like you were saying, like, day two, I remember Mm -hmm. signing back in, and there was, like, a, there's a one cost who, yeah, there's, and that one cost who gains uh, an extra point of damage every time another card is cost, or every time the Demon Hunter attacks, I should say, Um, it it was, like, they dropped it by, like, half of its, half of its uh, damage Mm-hmm. and it was like okay yeah that that makes sense but then there were other ones where oh hey this used to do seven damage now it's only gonna do three or something like that or its mana is way higher now and that was i i think that was a smart move but yeah i i definitely think so too i think as the as the nerfs went on to demon hunter they at, at first they're like okay these aren't really as effective and like they changed twin slice the zero mana gain plus one attack they changed mm-hmm. it to one mana gain plus two attack um, right. which is less a nerf and more just an overall rework. That's just changing yeah. how the card functions. Um, it's not really worse. There's, It's more limiting, certainly. You can't just, like, coin out Seder Overseer on turn two and then have, you know, Twin Slice, uh, and, and then, yeah, boom, it's turn two, and I have a 4-2 and a 2-2. Can't do that anymore. Uh, but also, that's fine, because that's <laughs> it's pretty stacked for turn two. 
Uh, and Demon Hunter, like, that, that wasn't even an outlier. You know, Demon Hunters draw their Seder Overseers. That is a core part of their of their, their uh, yeah. ramp and progression as, as a class. So it's not like it's something that it's like, oh, if they get the nut draw, they're going to play this thing. It's like, no, you're probably mulliganing for it. You're probably looking yeah. for it actively. So. And that was, I think, when I was playing, I had Seder Overseers in my deck, but they were not... They were not what I was drawing for. What I was drawing for were pit lords, big and, demons, pit commanders, yeah. and, uh, and uh, observers anything, or whatever the whatever the fuck. Yeah, and and what any any card that allowed me to uh, there's a there's a card that's like it's like six it's like a six one or something like that. And um, if if that card dies, you get to it, um, a random demon from your hand is played. And there are other cards where they reduce the cost of the next demon you play by two mana. So it's like, you know, uh, Pit Lord is, I believe it's a nine. I think it's a nine cost card. And mm-hmm. I was just trying to get that out as fast as possible. Then I just duplicate the hell out duplicate of it. Duplicate it because so. you got a four mana duplicate demon spell, which I also really yep. like. And Well, you get you get the four mana duplicate demon spell. And then there's also, um, there's at least, there's that one other, he's a nine mana who he puts Nef- a copy I, of thinking, it oh no go ahead he puts a copy of it on uh, of whatever card you're um you're duplicating on the field oh, and then he puts it in your hand man. and then he puts it in their deck so that can, is a neutral legendary that everybody got and yes, i can't remember his yeah. name it's a five and a five five that does exactly what brendan said yeah uh, and it's it's a fucking monster i yeah he's he's a, I, he's a big boy if you if you have the mana and and the the board is in your favor and you play that thing, fuck man. Yeah, it's kind of like an all over kind of situation for sure. Yeah. Um but Yeah, so as Ashes Valley went on, you know, I was kind of playing stuff here and there. I was mostly playing a, a decent amount of Demon Hunter. Um but it's also my lot in Hearthstone where I might talk about it quite a bit, but I don't play it that that much and the pace of updates and changes and whatnot uh makes it a game you kind of have to keep up with because like brandon if you try and get into ashes atland like now mm-hmm. it, it like d100 feels like a completely different class it feels like it's more oh, reined yeah. in and compared to other classes where as at launch d100 felt like it, it was playing a different fucking video game mm. it was wild at that point um but now now it's more in line and now you're seeing other demon hunter archetypes kind of spry up so Good on them for for those changes, and most of the other changes have either been buffs to low tier uh, classes like paladin and shaman. Yeah. Um, there's occasional nerfs to like neutral cards that are just a bit too oppressive. There was a card, Dragon Queen Alexstrasza, that was a, a nine mana eight eight. Oh, yeah. Where if if you didn't have any duplicate uh, duplicates of cards in your deck, uh, you would get two random dragons that cost zero. Well, now yeah. those random dragons cost one. So you can't oh. you can't on turn nine just throw out all these nuts. You have to wait and like on turn nine if you play a Dragon Queen Alexstrasza, you're just playing an eight eight, and that's not the best play. That's usually like you're already winning, and like why not just have this threat like throw another threat on the board, um, and then next turn set up for something big. But you know now the sort of uh, boilerplate DQA play is just you play Dragon Queen Alexstrasza on ten, and then you play one of the dragons, and I think that's a fine compromise where you still get to play a cool cheap dragon if you want. You can still throw out Deathwing or Norse Dom- Damu or whatever the fuck. There's there's do you know how many dragon names I've had to learn in the last seven uh, months? <laughs> all the ones that I that I haven't learned because there's that uh, Demon Hunter dragon that people were playing a lot. Nethradamus. 
Yeah, I think it was. Was it that it costs less based on how many? No. So uh, if you had it in your hand and you had minions die on the battlefield, right. it would um, summon a, a adjacent costed minion. So if you had right. like six minions yes. die, it would summon two six cost minions, which is and pretty if cool. you were using the uh, those tokens to get um, to get uh, the the one ones and just you know throwing them over the ledge like a lemming at whatever other enemies <laughs> that's, are that's in there. pretty much what rush cards are for rush Bam, tokens all of a sudden all of a sudden you have 10 you know you've, you've lost 10 you got uh, yeah you got t- 10 minute cards which are usually either giants or like gi- big dragons or something mm-hmm. so can't really complain about that um what else was kind of the highlights of ashes of outland i mean like war i, I didn't play a lot of warrior so i can't speak to they call it egg warrior just because there's like a death oh, rattle synergies yeah. that summon minions that come out of eggs a lot of the time. Um, so egg warrior is a very popular archetype. Um, it never really saw a huge dip in, in play. Um, that, that uh, risky skipper card I talked about at the beginning of the show, mm-hmm. definitely emblematic of uh, like how, where, where that deck was pioneered. So that <laughs> ends pirate pioneer. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you got other classes just got kind of lost in the fray. Whenever, <laughs> whenever Demon Hunter gets nerfed, Hunter will rise and take its place. Hunter, uh, <laughs> the class Hunter, will usually just be dominant whenever Demon Hunter takes a hit. Even literally right now, after the most recent nerfs, uh, Hunter's doing pretty damn well. I don't think I've ever b- been playing or aware of Hearthstone. I don't think you and I have ever talked about Hearthstone, and I've never played Hearthstone at a time where Hunter didn't have some sort of Maybe it wasn't the most dominant, but some sort of, like, OP build. Hunter's never been worse than mid-tier, ever. Yeah. Ever. I don't care if you're talking about, like, early, you know, like, uh, Undertaker Hunter. I don't care if you're talking about, like, the Deathstalker Rexar when they had the Lich King set uh, out. Um, You know, where (laughs) his hero power was you took two beasts and and smashed them together. And then you could just play that card. It was so cool. It was so cool. That's that is insane. very crazy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and they made it so that um, it was somewhat controlled. Like, you can't have a, a card cost more than two than 10 mana. But, like, you, you could have a guy that does cleave damage where he'll attack multiple things and then he'll have lifesteal too. I don't know. Or this guy has wind fury and lifesteal. It's just like you could kind of create it, yeah. anything you wanted. Like, Deathstalker Rexar is one of my favorite cards in Hearthstone history because it just gave you two pieces of a puzzle you didn't know you actually wanted. And then when you're done, you're probably fucking killing somebody on your on on the opponent's side or like <laughs> building a giant lifesteal wall. Like it's it's insane. I love that card. Was um so during the Ashes of Outland was that uh, that fly that stupid fucking druid cl- uh, deck where he winged guardian the all the, all the all the little flies out there. Oh, Glowfly Swarm. The Glowflies, yeah. yeah. And then, or the Trents. He would use the tr- the Trents ones. Yep. Like, yep. I feel like those, were those previously popular, or did those kind of show up during Ashes? Glowfly Valley? Swarm was brand new, but okay. uh, Druids kind of Fucking always had Trients. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you might not love uh, the new expansion, then, because they're definitely not going away from flooding the board with spells, minions based from on spells. Mm. Um, th- there's counterplay and all that, but yeah, I trust me, I'm I, I'm not a huge fan of Druid either. So, yeah. 
So, I feel like um, of all the of all the classes that would show up, I would get annoyed if it was a priest because I knew it was going to take me forever. I, I t- mostly yep. win, but I knew it was just going to take forever. Or if it, but if it was a druid, I'd be like, "Fuck this! I'm not going to fight this dude. He's just going to do the same stupid bloatfly spell, and unless I'm <laughs> on top of it, I'm just over it." It's it's really tough. If you don't have control tools, especially for that, because a lot of times when they have those flies out, it just he plays Soul of the Forest, and then if you kill the flies, they just turn back into two twos again, and it's like okay. And then he plays Savage Roar next turn, and then you're just dead. So yeah. that's the Druid strategy a lot of the time, and it's really fucking boring. And I bet I'm putting money on it. I'll, I'll clip this episode of the podcast out if I have to. If they nerf anything first in this new set, which I think they will a few weeks in. It's going to be Druid. Druid's on the chopping block. I don't care if they make Glowfly Swarm fucking seven mana or whatever. I don't know what they have to do, but I'm just ready. I'm ready. I'm I'm already sick of Druid, and it really looks like in these new cards that they're only playing to Druid's strengths. <laughs> Please let them do never, something else. I've never really played Druid, so I don't know. Maybe it's worth giving it a try? Druid? Druid? They, they change Druid's priorities as a class of what they want to do more often than any other class in the fucking game. Back in that Frozen Throne era where I was talking about Deathstalker Rexar, yeah, that was when Druid was the armor class. Warrior was not the armor class. It was all Druid. Oh. Druid Druids would routinely have 30, 40 armor. And just because they were Druids, then they had Druid spells. Uh, and then, you know, like, next set, oh, Druid's kind of shitty now because, like, they got rid of all that stuff. So all the new stuff they pumped in is not as good. And then one more cycle later, and you're in present-day Hearthstone, where... They just play a lot of spells and fucking throw shit on the board. And it's like, well, they're going to have that fucking Kael'thas card where it discounts spells after every third spell. It's like, oh, man. Druid. Druid, Druid, Druid. See, whereas most people have a problem with Demon Hunter, I'm just like, man, fuck you, fuck you, Malfurion. That's how I am. Yeah. Lay off Illidan, Malfurion. It's the older brother the, that's the problem. Uh, but, yeah, Illidan's the real one. He he, he saved his people. Okay. Not... <laughs> well... He gave them. He gave them an out. How about that? Yeah. Well. Yeah. He gave him a shot. You know. He it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't on the straight and narrow. But he he, gave, he did like you said. He gave him an out. But uh, just running through the list of all the other classes. Um, Mage is pretty unremarkable. People are annoyed at that puzzle box of Yog Saron where it's a spell that plays ten random spells. Oh yeah. It's it's it's, it's the other side of the clown fiesta of Hearthstone. It's, it is the polar opposite of Demon Hunter. Um, and I think that's why people were annoyed by it, just because it was too random. Yeah, you it was just get like, stuff that just like okay, I don't here's a fireball ever, in my face. I don't know. I don't think I ever saw anyone. I don't think I ever saw like a random ass play come from that. That was like impressive. I'm sure. It, I'm sure I lost <laughs> to it a few times, but I was never like, wow, that was really cool. It was always like, well, that was a giant fucking waste of two minutes while I waited for everything to summon and I mean it's and, either that or you play priest and it's like oh, I won but he took a piece of my soul in 25 minutes of my life right yeah oh, <laughs> Pre- they're leaning they're actually changing priest quite a bit uh, priest really? got an entire rework in ashes of outland where they retired a bunch of classic cards um, which means like it's from the classic set the evergreen set they retired a bunch of them and added a bunch of new ones it seems like priest is more about having sticky minions on the board and healing them and keeping them around Okay. Um, there's still some resurrect effects, but they, I think they're definitely leaning away from that, that kind of effect. Um, and we'll talk about some, uh, Skullamance cards, uh, later that kind of tie into that, where I think they're just leaning into more of a minion board presence. And that is much healthier for priests because my God, uh, if I have to, 
if I have to mow down a wall of those cartoon defenders, those three, four taunts that heal them for three, and then they yeah. have reborn, and it's like, if I have to churn my way through another eight eight of those in one game, I'm just like, I'd, I'd rather do anything else. And, oh, great, okay, I get through them, and then he plays a nine-mana mm. spell that silences and kills everything. So that's, and then resurrects everything that died then, that, yeah, that, yeah. uh... Like that match. Oh yeah. Oh, bring back all your death rattles. Like, oh great. I want to. Can I concede now? Because I'm a demon hunter with two cards in my hand and nothing, nothing, and no outs. Literally none. Taronda, go fucking frolic with Malfury, and I don't give a fuck. Yep. <laughs> and shaman is shaman. I have nothing to say about shaman. Uh, shaman. Totems was, was yeah totems. It's all they got, and it's very it's it's very swingy. It's very card draw dependent. Not a huge fan. Uh, there's there's a few cards in in the new set that I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool, but I don't want to play Shaman, um, which sucks because I like Shaman a lot. The last expansion, of course, that was the expansion where they nerfed Shaman a week after it came out because uh, of Galakrond, uh, Galakrond Shaman. Oh yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that used to be the most powerful deck in Hearthstone before uh, Demon Hunter showed up. <laughs> but all right, that's enough about Outland. We're done with Illidan's story. We're done. We're moving into what I can only describe as a lesser problematic version of, of Harry Potter. I was and, just um, going to say the same thing. I was going to say <laughs> not Harry Potter. Definitely not Harry Potter, everybody. I'm telling you right now, now. presents Harry Potter. <laughs> this is uh, Skullamance Academy, which uh, I believe Skullamance Academy in the World of Warcraft days was a popular raid, but you saw it after it got all decrepit and, like, you know, Kelfazad being a fucking lich. Mm-hmm. Um, this tone is, I'd say, lighter in nature, but with some sinister undertones. Bit of a classic Hearthstone feel. Hearthstone's had a lot of sets that are just like, okay, it's it's cute and fun service level, but underneath it's pretty creepy. Um, Kelthazad's probably murdering and enslaving lots of children, um, if I had to guess. But it's fun. It's Hearthstone. You know, come on. Here's a wacky. Here's a wacky Murloc student with a fish. For a weapon, or here's here's like a, a a doctor holding a couple of uh like silly machetes, and he has like sinister little glasses on. Like, oh come on, I can have fun here. But <laughs> you know, it's funny because early on, I I kind of when Hearthstone was really going in in those kind of goofier directions after the initial release, I was a little bit annoyed by it, simply because, like I said earlier, I really liked Warcraft three. Um, I and I. I guess I had played some World of Warcraft, and I don't hate it. But um, as as time has gone on, I really like Hearthstone's identity that is so separate from all the other Warcraft stuff. And this, uh, I like I like what they're doing with this with this next expansion. This tone neat. is literally the exact same tone they had for One Night in Karazhan. Yeah, where it was yeah. a a it was like a prequel thing where fucking uh, Medivh is like a bachelor. Like schmoozing it up with a bunch of people, and like you, you'll see people that you notice from the like the Warcraft raids, which again are like in the future when everything's run down and shitty. Um, it's just it's it, it's a real fun tone, um, and I'm kind of glad they're going back to it, and I'm kind of glad that this is very separate from Ashes of Outland. So in mm-hmm. last year's Hearthstone set, it was like uh, three sets that told like one story with like a set of characters. 
Um, so by the end of that, that year, I'm like, I'm kind of fucking sick of these characters. <laughs> like, uh, kind of had my fill of, of Reno Jackson and the, uh, other OC, Hearthstone OC and, other, yeah. and the OC bad guys. Um, that, that was what that year was for. And it was fun at the time, but I'm glad they moved on. And with Skullamance Academy, targeting back to that older style of Hearthstone with balancing fun and, and kind of sinister. But um, with Skullamance Academy comes a bunch of new mechanics and keywords and all kinds of stuff. So we'll start first with, I think, what they're hanging their hat on the most. Um, with the addition of Demon Hunter, we now have 10 classes in Hearthstone, which means that in this set they are experimenting and having fun with dual class cards. Uh, cards that fit two classes sort of flavor and identity um, that kind of gel well together. Uh, but can, can also be different things for those classes. So uh, here's an example of just uh, a perfectly, I'd say, balanced dual class card. You've got uh, Disciplinarian Gandling, um, who I just I think it's funny that, like, you know, he's the, the dean of discipline or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, of, of a magic school. And uh, he is a four mana three six priest and warlock card where uh, after you play a minion destroy it and summon a 4-4 failed student which also is just funny by itself like it, it's like semi-dark humor as well but yeah. um so warlock has traditionally played a lot of small minions and usually getting death rattles in there somewhere and priest has done the same thing in the past i think they're trying to lean back into that identity for priest so it makes sense that if they're going to make a combo like a fusion card it's going to play into those strengths so that, you know, if I play this guy in, like, a one-mana Death Rattle card, well, I get a four-mana three-six and a four-four, and I get that Death Rattle effect, whatever it was. Uh, and that, that, again, that applies for Priest and Warlock both very well. Um, <clears throat> and that's not the only sort of, like, dichotomy they play with Priest and Warlock because Priest and Warlock both deal with health as right, a resource. we were talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a couple of cards that um, if your hero's health changes this turn, destroy a minion. So that's easy to uh, enact for Warlock. A little less easy for Priest because, I mean, what if they want to heal a minion? But it's not that hard for Priest because they can always heal for two. Although it is worth noting, you can't heal past 30. But you, uh, I guess alternatively, you can't take more damage than zero. So <laughs> right? yeah. I guess that's another yeah. end of the scale. So... Balances, uh, I think, what they're going for in this. It's really, I uh, this is just that card, slight tangent, um, and not saying that that Hearthstone is is anything lesser compared to Magic the Gathering, but the way that they are treating the verb change, like to change, mm-hmm. uh, it reminds me a lot of Magic the Gathering, where Magic the Gathering is like, you know, it's the act, the actions and activities you do are open ended, like. You know, if you do something to this card, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be damage or whatever. I feel like Hearthstone's always very deliberate about what it does. So mm-hmm. this this hybrid this hybridization uh, using I, I find it very smart as someone who has toyed with uh, well who has who has made a fucking card game uh, that finding the right verb is always really hard and i just very i'm very impressed looking at through some of these uh multiple you know mage or or multiple class cards how well Mm -hmm. they're able to make it work for either without being 
without uh, like like favoring one class over the other because of something as simple as saying the word change. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, ch- because, yeah, like you said, finding those kind of words is difficult, but that is the word for how a f- how health is affected in Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. It is changed in some way. Um, so I think that's very smart how they're kind of balancing it because that is probably the most, I'd say, intriguing <clears throat> combination. Not to say that the other combinations aren't interesting, but they kind of just they merge two aspects of the classes into one thing. It's not a well, thing that both classes are great at. So, for okay, for example, there's a card called Wand Thief. It's a one-mana, one-two combo. Discover a mage spell. So it is the random mage spell generation of mage. It is the discovering another spell from another class of rogue. It's also a combo card. So it's just kind of, you know, you're just... It feels like that not that they're just haphazardly throwing it together, but it's very clear you see the inspiration. like, And also just the idea of Wand Thief. That's kind of a, a cute, like, like idea, like... It thematically makes sense, and uh, for the tone of this set, it also makes sense. So, um, what are some other fun combo cards? Uh, let's see. Devolving Missiles is the hybrid mage shaman card. It's a one mana spell that you shoot three missiles at a random enemy at random enemy minions that transform them into minions that cost one less. So, let's say there's three minions on the board. They all cost four mana. You play this. They transform into three mana cards. Alternatively, if there's one four mana minion on the field and you play this, that'll transform him into a one mana card. So it's it's flexible. It's utilitarian. I think it's one of my favorite like design aspects of Hearthstone is that w- when they play with that sort of flexibility, um, it might not be the best card on its own, but like I'd be very happy to get this card off a random generated thing because like now this annoying, this this you know this annoyingly huge buffed minion, you know, that you've put spells on and has made stronger and stronger over time. Well, I'm just going to throw this guy at him and for one mana, I can get rid of him. (laughs) So it keeps you on your toes when you just want to try and put all your chips on one big minion, which has never really been a good idea in Hearthstone, unless you're Edwin Van Cleef, because they're never going to fucking touch. Oh God. (laughs) They, 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 not to dive back into the past of Hearthstone, but they're they they're going to probably rework some of these older classes uh, for the modern modern Hearthstone era. I th- I'd right. say they did it. They did it for Priest. My guess is Shaman and Paladin are next to the chopping block, but I hope they just get better. I seriously do. So I have a couple questions here. Looking at these cards, uh, is Mana Burst or I'm sorry, is Spell Burst a new thing? I was actually going to get to that uh, after the, okay. the the dual class thing, but yes, uh, Spell Burst is is the new mechanic of this set. Um, basically Spellburst is, uh, you'll play a, you'll play a minion with Spellburst or I guess a weapon with Spellburst. They have a couple of those. And then this, you'll play a spell, any spell, any of them at all, and it'll trigger the Spellburst effect. Um, so it's, it's this weird in between Battlecry Deathrattle where, um, you have the agency to decide when you're going to activate it. Uh, and likewise, your opponent knows that, you know, like if you just throw out a Spellburst card and don't have a spell lined up, that's probably going to happen next turn, and it's up to them to want to deal with it or not. Maybe they determine it's not that much of a threat. Maybe they determine that, okay, this needs to die so that I don't get snowballed over here. Does that codify, like, will that think you think that will apply to other cards that already have uh, rule text to the effect of, like, whenever you play a spell... XYZ, do you think they'll just change it to spell burst does this? 
No, because Spellburst only happens once. Uh, those ah, effects okay. you're talking about are, stu- are effects that stack. Spellburst very deliberately and very wisely only happens once because some of these effects are too good to happen more than one time. Okay. For I mean, sure. I'm sure they could add that to one or two cards that do some sort of one-off spell thing yeah, that exists. Yeah, I think but, so too. But that's cool. I, 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 I see now. I, I thought maybe it was something that always happened, but okay. There's a Paladin card that I'm a big fan of called Goody Two Shields. That's, yes, uh, just looking at it, that one. It's a three-mana 4-2 with Divine Shield, Spell Burst, gain Divine Shield, uh, which is very good, uh, not just because it's a f- very good name and a very good, colorful <laughs> design, Yes. Um, but, you know, like, play this guy in three mana, he's probably going to get the shield popped, and then I can play the four mana, give him full plus four, plus four, and then when I do that to him, he gets divine shield again, so yeah. he quickly, like, that is a great early to mid-game pivot tool, where I can definitely see that going in, like, the pure paladin decks that were trying to get off the ground last expansion. I didn't even like bring the... it up, because I didn't think it was worth it, but it is a, pure paladins are, uh, paladins that only play paladin cards and are rewarded for mm-hmm. doing so with uh, certain effects or certain cards or certain like um bonuses like there's a seven mana seven seven that if you only have paladin cards um you get five random paladin cards back into your hand like you just generate five random ones back Dang. in your hand odds are one of those is gonna be pretty good so what are any other are there any other cool spell bursts that i'm seeing i thought that the kelfuzad one was cool if the spell that you play some uh, destroys a minion then you summon that minion that is going to be tough to play it's going to be tough to do that all in one turn i think oh yeah oh yeah i'm just saying like i think it's a cool effect but conceptually that is a very interesting effect and very on brand for one kel facade yes even even his original hearthstone card like in 2014 uh would just resummon card like all your minions that died that turn so i really looking at him and the cult neophyte the wretched tutor you definitely get what they're going for this like oh this is when the the school started going really dark like you were saying yeah yeah it's good oh it's okay. all kt's fault so we all get this transfer student card and the rules on it so is, <laughs> this has oh, gotta, different effects this, yeah. based on which game board you're on do they mean like the like the decorations on the side of the game yep like that's exactly okay what they mean. Huh. All right. Yeah. So like, what the hell does that mean? So it's it's one of the most interesting cards I've seen printed in a long time because it is random, but the second you load into the game, if you know what the effect is, you know what it's going to do. So it's not okay. uh you're not going to be caught okay. off guard by it. Um you're going to know it's coming if you pay attention to the deck board. I mean and and, and huh. most of these effects on this guy aren't like game breaking. Usually they're no, like but- discover yeah, a dragon yeah. or have reborn so that you, when he dies he comes back with one health or like it, it, it's very straightforward stuff um it, it's so much more of a wild card pun intended in wild where there's 25 yes, game boards as opposed to standard where they only have i think right now nine or like eight because uh, there's two classic boards there's boards for each set in the standard year which when this expansion comes out, that'll bring it to seven. So yes, I think that'd be make nine total game boards. So yeah, that's really interesting. I I, I wonder how, I, I hope they don't lean into it too much because that could be something that kind of spirals out of control pretty quickly. But as a test bed for this sort of, it is a new way of thinking when it comes to what RNG is, 
Because ultimately, like, oh, it's random. Well, yes, but, like, you know immediately what's going to happen when you see the, the game board, something that everybody plays on. Yeah. And it's not like you're playing on different game boards. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm pretty hot on it, even if I don't think it's a great card. It's one I mean, of those people, ones where... Oh, go in ahead. In the comments. People in the comments, I'm just skimming through. Or, for the most part, they're like, hey, this is cool. Yeah, yeah. I it, um, The only hesitation would be, like, if this is a trend, I could see that kind of spiraling a little bit down the line but like that's hypothetical it's like whatever you know like as it stands this is a cool card i probably wouldn't play it in a, in a non-highlander deck i would probably only play it in a card where, where highlander decks those are the no duplicate decks so mm-hmm. you have a bit more flexibility with what cards you're putting in there not every card has to be a fucking top tier like you know game winner win condition card you can you have room to like have some lower cost like tempo plays if you want to do that so mm. Definitely a fan of Transfer Student. Um, what are some other cool... I'm Just to rattle off some uh, spell bursts. Uh, Shaman has a 2-mana two 2-3 two, Diligent Note-Taker. Spell Burst returns the spell to your hand, which I think is oh, that's really nice. cool. Yeah. And actually, I got to note this. Uh, I should have noted this with the Kel'Thuzad, um, with, with the Kel'Thuzad card, but uh, your minion has to be alive to cast the Spell Burst. Right. So, yeah. so if I play a giant spell that kills everything, I'm not going to get any spell burst effects, um, which is also very balanced. I think that's that is very fair, and I think that's a very wise move on Blizzard's part because if I could just destroy everything and then get the spell burst effect, I'm I get that crazy cool effect, and then like their the enemy's board is empty or something. You know, like Kelthazad, for example. You know, like right. He can he can pull off some crazy stuff. But it's it is a lot more conditional than just you win the game with this fucking card. <laughs> but right. no, that 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 diligent note taker is pretty cool. Um, just because like there's a lot of shaman spells. Like, well, I only have like one or two copies of these, so I really want to burn it right now. But if I do this and then play the shaman spell, I'm like, yeah, it's perfect. Like this is great. And shaman has the option of like, well, maybe I can bounce this card back, bounce this diligent note taker back into my hand, and then like. Maybe I just hold on to some of my bigger spells for like this big burst attack. I don't know. Like it, it, it's something interesting for Shaman. I still don't think Shaman's gonna be any good. I know they have a big totem, this totem Goliath, five mana, mm-hmm. four five death rattle. Summon all four basic totems. That's neat. But like those totem, those basic totems aren't really fucking doing anything. Like they're fine. I mean, there's but, only like, like one you have to really think about, and that's the one that restores health, right? I mean, I could be wrong about that, or I guess the one that gives your is the one that gives your enemies plus one or your minions plus one attack? That's not that, a basic totem. That's not a basic that, Okay. That is never a mind. Uh, card, yeah. No, the basic totems are like a, a zero two with taunt, a zero right. two that spell damage plus one, a zero two that'll heal you for one, uh, heal everybody for one, that is. Um, and then a one mana one, or then just a one one, just a token. Yeah. So, like, it's stuff on your board, and Shaman's decent about buffing boards, but I still wouldn't really build a deck around it. Like, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to think about it. I do like the art because it's this giant, like... Yeah, it's cool. Go- it's a giant golem that has all four of the totems on his shoulders. Like, this this art is so fun. Really, really, really fun. So I'm, I'm definitely digging it so far. Um, what's some other cool stuff? Because that's what this is. I, I definitely don't think you should come to this uh, podcast for, like, a... a uh, analytical deep dive on every single card, but I'm just looking at shit that's like, here, this is cool. Here's a card I think is not cool. It's called Nature Studies. Druid spell. One mana spell. Discover a spell. Your next spell costs one less. Don't like wow. that. That means it's free. 
That means literally nature studies is free because you get that next spell. No matter which one it is, by the way, you can still play something in your hand. You just get it for free. So this is a free spell that lets Druid get another cool spell. You know, it can get that Soul of the Forest. It can get that that uh, Savage Roar. It can get Swipe. It can get anything. So already, got to say, not digging that card. It's, they're just going too far with spell, Druid, man. It's, they're pushing it way too hard. And that is why I put money on the table for it being nerfed. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Oh, man. Uh, oh, here's an example of it's a spellburst weapon and a dual class weapon. It's called Ceremonial Maul, and it's a warrior paladin weapon. Oh, yeah. Uh, spellburst summon a student with taunt and stats equal to the spell's cost. So it's a bit of a long walk on this card, but say you play this card, and then you play, like, I don't know, an eight-mana spell. So uh, you're going to summon an eight mana eight eight with taunt on top of that spell um so it's it's more of a setup card than anything um i i look at this and i'm like i can see this being pretty decent in pure paladin because pure paladin does have some expensive spells not so much in warrior but i get what they're going for because i mean they're both weapon-based classes um you know similarly related to that card that uh honor student token uh, mm-hmm. I just like the art on that, and I, I as someone who uh, played a Blood Elf, uh, whatever the whatever the aggro damage dealing paladin was back in like back in the, my day, back in whatever the first that uh, first wow Burning Crusade was, yeah, that one. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I like, I just like, I like the idea of a warrior paladin uh, hybrid hybrid thing I, I like these hybrids i think each one is pretty meticulous in how they want to do it and how they want to balance it um because they have lightning bloom here which is the shaman druid spell i was joking about at the beginning of the show gain two mana crystals this turn only overload two the druid yeah. side of the card makes it good the shaman side of the card makes it balanced Sad. see it, it <laughs> someone on another podcast described it as a uh, shaman's mechanic is just credit card debt like, you, you have this, <laughs> this cool effect up front, but then you have to pay for it next turn. Um, and that's really what this feels like. But yeah, it does. My, the way I see it, though, you would only really use Lightning Bloom in a deck that you run Malagos. He's the 9-mana 4-12 that, that has spell damage plus 5. So you throw mana, you, th- you throw Malagos down, you play two of these, 5-mana. Okay, now your 1-mana spells are dealing, like, 8 damage a pop. So... You're just gonna fucking zap them down with that, and that's that's the combo. People have been making Malagos decks for a long time. I think that's why Malagos seems like a pretty good contender for like, okay, we should probably nerf this card, <laughs> or put or right. or retire it from standard. You know, right? Yeah. <clears throat> if they're insistent about having this classic set be this evergreen thing that people go back to, then it can't be you know, it can't be completely dominant, and it can't be like well, it, rogue. Rogue is too good of a classic set because 18 rogue cards in every deck are from the classic set. Every single rogue has played like a core nine cards, dub, uh, two of them each. Rogues just play a lot of the same stuff. So yeah. uh, I think that's also a class that'll get reworked in a different kind of way. Or they'll just retire a couple core things to the class. I, I really don't know. What do you think the new game mode is? Uh, Tangent I really, again. I don't know because they, they've teased it as something you can use your wild collection in. So okay. maybe it's like a, a limited format where they'll just cycle in different sets. Uh, in so like a... I, I have, I have a theory. 
it's uh, probably well. completely wrong, but no, I, I I'm interested in your take. I wonder if we'll be able to create hybrid class decks in another game mode. So oh, like full played, on, mm. like full on you can do, so, you know, you got your demon hunter, hunter cards, but you know, that would work regardless of which kind you were playing. And, and mm. who knows? Maybe not, maybe, maybe not, but, but it would be neat to see that sort of thing in there. I know they do some of that in the uh, tavern brawl type. I was about to say that type yeah. stuff. They've um, done that before. So it's not like it's unheard of. Yeah. But, but, that could unlock a whole other realm of of strategies and and that would whatnot. be and very cool if you could also just decide what two you're going to put together. Not that it's predetermined, yes. but like I don't know, I want to play Mage Warrior. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. If you could, if you could create the deck that you wanted, and you were able to tool, um, you know the 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 build specifically and craft whatever you wanted rather than just picking from a pool of predetermined cards or, or having, you know, the mode create one for you. That'd be cool. I'm just trying to think of my dream class combo. Oh, I know mine right now. Mine would be demon hunter warlock. Um, you just love them demons, man. I, I just, get it. Uh, but I think second to that might be just from like an aesthetic perspective something like a like a, a hunter paladin like you're talking about although i mean hunter druid could be cool too they have some hunter druid stuff um in this new set yeah. i'm not super interested in that just because like it, it, it it's about beasts and druids aren't playing beasts and hunters aren't playing beasts so i really don't feel like that's going to be a huge uh, get but um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of like, well, what what two? What would be my two class dream comp? And like, I don't know. Like maybe if I'm going like super tanky, definitely warrior and druid. Um, yeah. If I wanted to stall the fucking game out, that's for sure what I would go for. But um, if I want to actually have fun in Hearthstone, <laughs> I'd probably play um, like shaman mage could have some cool capabilities with burn and like just generating spells. Because both of those classes generate spells very well. Um, I would kind of shudder to think what Demon Hunter Hunter would be as a as a class by itself. Just how just how aggressive can fast. you get? Yeah, it is just it just run them over. Just going like zero to sixty in like fucking two seconds, man. That is could that see is some of that with uh, with like a rogue Demon Hunter. Even a a rogue Hunter could also be kind of kind of fast in some yeah, ways. I see that, but yeah, the Hunter Demon Hunter. Brutal. Uh, ooh, rogue shaman might be interesting because rogue is uh, rogue has a lot of combo cards that have, have effects based on cheap spells, and shaman has a mm. fair amount of cheap spells <clears throat> and freeze effects and board effects. Like shaman, to its da- detriment, tries to do everything. So you know you can have a little bit of flavor of it, whatever you want, and w- if you pair it with uh, shaman. <clears throat> but uh, I'm trying to think, just any other just combinations that are just escaping me, but like maybe just a weird dichotomy of like demon hunter mage, because both of those classes have a wide amount of board control and a wide amount of like dealing with the enemies, uh, boards that you can kind of slowly build yours up and just run them over at the end because that control demon hunter that was kind of cropping up recent, recent times. Um, 
people describe it like they describe freeze mage from back in the day where you just kind of oh. deny you deny your opponent from having a board presence and then you just fucking run them down with your weapons it's the blue deck it's a fucking yeah magic magic the gathering blue deck <laughs> all of them fuck them <laughs> strong opinions from one brendan lundy i i, I have I a fr- definitely... okay you know what they're not listening back when i was really playing a lot of magic the gathering i had some friends one of those friends played a blue um scry deck where you had to con- it was just he just constantly making you discard your cards and he was just drawing all the cards he wanted uh they then another friend was like i'm gonna make a deck that like goes against that and um it completely ruined our magic group we had like 16 people we'd get together no. all the time oh. we play and it was just everyone hated playing we got so in- every, every match ended the same way it doesn't matter if we were one-on-one fucking doing a bunch of groups it always ended the same way with the, one of those two winning or with everyone ganging up on both of those guys to the point to where <laughs> we could actually play but then they would get really upset and it wasn't fun for anybody so you know um that's yeah, uh, it's not fun. It's not fun, and that's the good thing about Hearthstone is that you don't have to worry about that sort of things with uh, pissing off your friends. So no, so. no. I mean, the the worst part about Hearthstone at the end of the day is if I'm playing like if I'm playing priest and then my opponent's playing priest and then we just decide <laughs> that we don't yeah. want to have fun for the next forty minutes. Yeah, so. this is what we're gonna do. This is our lives now. It's so funny that uh, they had the Hearthstone, they had a Hearthstone tournament like two days after the uh, most recent patch. So the meta was very unrefined. People didn't know what to bring. Mm-hmm. Uh, and none of the European players brought Priest decks because they didn't want to play Priest dittos at 6 a.m. their time. And I'm just <laughs> like, man, that is that is a struggle. That is a struggle Dude, I definitely understand. Hang on. When was the – remind me when this – the Ashes of Outland came out? Ashes of Outland came out in April. Dude. And they had a tournament? Well, it, it's online. It's all online. Oh, uh, and I was like, yeah, yeah, see, yeah. I thought it was. No, they they haven't had they haven't had local Hearthstone tournaments right. since like okay. January or December. So I was gonna say I thought it was, I were I was in, in my head I was thinking either they were way cavalier with this tournament or wow, uh, Outland has been out for a lot longer than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, and and that that might be just part of of Outland's reception. It's just like. People's tolerance for shit that pisses them off is probably a lot lower than it used to be, yeah. <laughs> and people are probably playing Hearthstone a lot more than they used to. So, so was it was it overall pretty like divisive and heated? It uh, was only somewhat divisive in that, okay. like, man, they're just letting Demon Hunter get away with everything, man. That Besides that, I think the set overall did pretty well. It, okay. it, it, it was balanced and. Outside of a couple classes, no no class felt like completely shut out or like oh unplayable bad. Right. Um, it's gonna it's I don't think it's gonna be anybody's favorite meta game at the end of the day, but it's far from the worst. I think it went up, it went over pretty well. But um, let's see, I think I'm gonna wrap here soon. I just wanted to shout out. This is Hearthstone's first neutral weapon. Any well, is it the first neutral weapon? I I might have to fact check that, but. Legendary weapons are very, very rare. Very few and far between. Um, if not, this is the first of its kind. So it is called Sphere of Sapience. At the start of your turn, look at your top card. You can put it at the bottom of your deck and lose one durability. So it's a weapon it that activates bottom. by taking a card. Let's say you don't like it. Like Let's say yeah. you just, all right, this card I can't play right now. Or, like It's turn 10 and I've, I drew a two-mana card. 
gonna just put that at the bottom of my deck. <laughs> so does that count as an attack then, or does that? Yes, that that okay. that is it. This this uh, weapons version of an attack. Technically, you could buff this thing and then attack with it, but that kind of ruins the point You're of the like card. Literally giving yourself an extra hero power. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's it is it is pretty nice. Uh, that is pretty interesting of a, of a uh, as a concept. And there, there's another card. Um, I'm looking at right here. Yeah, Lorekeeper Pulkelt. Uh, Battle cry: Reorder your deck from lowest from the highest cost card to the lowest cost card. Hmm. Uh, which hmm. this is the first time Hearthstone's treated a deck like a deck. I think. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah, we were talking about that. In a strict that. sense of the word. That's really cool. Um, I like that. There are a couple I'm of sure cards that play with the idea of having your deck in order, but this is the first time I've seen it. Like, yeah, it's literally in order from highest to lowest. Um, and they even have counterplay built into older cards. So if you if you're if you play this guy and your cards are ordered highest to lowest, if your opponent plays card plays a card that shuffles things into your deck, it is immediately reshuffled. All of that order goes away. Wow. But there's only a couple cards that do that. They don't do that all the time. So it would be a tech card, and I don't think this card's good enough to be a tech card. Uh, to, to to facilitate tech cards, that is. Um, Shout out I do to uh, Playmaker's Subtle Camel Toe. <laughs> <laughs> now I have to fucking pull it up. Ah, very subtle, very subtle, yes. <laughs> Oh god. Uh what else do we have here? I think this is a cool this is a cool idea for a card. It's a one mana one one. It's called Pen Flinger. Battle cry oh, deal yeah. one damage. Spell burst, return this to your hand. It's like the knife it's the knife thrower's uh like cousin. Nephew. Yeah. You know, same yeah. same haircut, same idea with the uh with the ability. But if you're generating spells a lot like in rogue or in mage, I can see that being pretty effective. Like, yeah, you just it, it might not be a troll card. I think this could be a pretty decent card. Literally, just literally flinging, flinging that thing out. Exactly, exactly. And, and like cool. mage is also about generating random spells, like as many as humanly possible. So, I, I don't know. Maybe that'll be a cool card. That's a common, like you know, that, that's pretty interesting. Oh, here, this is a demon hunter. This is a demon hunter card that I would definitely put in the control type. Uh, four mana spell called glide shuffle mm, your yeah. hand into your deck draw yep. four cards outcast your opponent does the same very interesting card and and also still plays into outcast i hope they keep outcast around for a long time because that is so cool yeah that, like, the warlock demon hunter has, card has outcast uh there's another one i thought i saw that did but yeah that i like that card that that's a so it, it's card. it's great because it works like if if you don't have many cards in your hand or if you're having stuff that you can't really do anything with well you can shuffle it back into your hand and uh, shuffle it back into your deck and draw some new cards mm-hmm. uh and then if your opponent is a slower deck holding on to a bunch of cards well they're all getting thrown back into their deck and they're drawing four cards so they're at an immediate disadvantage maybe that maybe that your opponent is playing a combo centric deck and you just fucking ruin it all <laughs> yeah Oh, and I I love having counterplay to combo cards, uh, combo archetypes because that doesn't happen a lot. You can't really interact with your opponent's hand that much. Um, but this set looks to change that a little bit. That's pretty cool. Yeah, <sighs> I, I'm I'm into this. Uh, it it's a cool idea, like just from a thematic standpoint. And there's some mm-hmm. really interesting 
stuff that I, you know, I don't think we've really seen in Hearthstone before. Uh, certainly the the dual class stuff, but yeah, it's cool. So yes, yes, they 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 did dabble with tri class stuff back in the day, and uh, but tri class, dang. But okay. I think it is that the tri class stuff was not nearly as interesting or balanced as the dual classes. The tri classes is back when they had nine classes, so they just had three sets of things. But uh, it really just felt like these are glorified neutral cards. Now. Okay, like they, yeah. they were never besides um oh. They were like walled off neutral cards. You could only use it. I remember th- that was during like classes, the yeah. what? What uh, was that? The gadgets. Ga- 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 yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So it, it was fine then. Um, I like Kazakus because you could con- like you could concoct a spell. Like you could literally create a spell with like different effects, and you could put more f- more effects and more powerful effects based on the mana of the spell you wanted. That was one of the first Hearthstone cards. I'm like, okay, this is like rewarding creativity in, in like a non-obtuse way. I like it a lot. But then the other one's just like, he's a fucking mafia goon that gives your a, a minion in your hand plus five plus five. I'm like, that's not interesting. I don't really care about a hand buff that much. That not not for me. Thank you. And then the other thing was jades, and jades were really fucking annoying. So. <laughs> oh, the fucking yeah. jade golems and jade yeah. jade the colossus golems, yeah. and fucking flip that shit so i i i do think that they're leaning into the more creative side of things with these dual classes because they have more room and more flexibility to do stuff so good on them for that so i think that is going to do it for this untitled part of part hearthstone podcast hearthstone show let's just call it that um but so brendan any final thoughts like do you do you think you're gonna like dabble a little bit in this set the very least oh probably yeah uh, i mean you know i um the reason i stopped playing hearthstone recently was because i was doing nothing else when i had free time and i was like i i need to i need to reclaim some of this free time good to know so, good to know you have this where it is in check it's good it's good to value your own health and safety and free time over yeah even even a fun card game yeah uh i just um you know, I wanted to play other games and work on other stuff, but you know, I'll do. I'll jump in again. I think it's Hearthstone is kind of one of those forever games, even if it's not a game I'm consistently playing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, good to know because I'm definitely gonna play it myself. I mean, it's kind of obvious. Yeah. Um, but I'll be curious to see how much my old stuff still works because uh, <laughs> the Hunter deck I'm playing right now, Dragon Hunter very 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 few ashes of outland cards uh so it, like sometimes you just have that bump just right from the start you don't really even need any help you just have a good deck uh from get-go it's just it's it's one of those things where do you really want to play the same deck you've been playing for three months when a bunch of new cool cards are out probably not but <laughs> you might you might wind up back there eventually anyway so sure right yeah but, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this untitled podcast about Hearthstone. I have been your, what, Grandmaster? Grand, your your principal? What is it? Yeah, the Kel'Thuzad of Head, this headmaster? Uh, podcast. Headmaster. Headmaster. Yeah. Uh, Dylan with my star pupil, Brendan Lundy. Thank you. Uh, if you want to listen to this show and many others on the PNB Network a week early, you can support us on patreon.com slash PNB. Um, where you'll be hearing this very, very soon, and you'll be uh, hearing all kinds of other episodes of like PNP FM and Grind Forever, uh, Grind Forever Side Quest, 
we, we have Whimsically Horny on the docket um, that where me and Kayla and I think Robert are going to talk about like a, a romance novel, um, which, yes, is not exactly seasonal, but fuck it. We'll do what we want. That's that. That's pretty much the PNB mantra at this point. It's fuck it. We're going to do what fuck we it. want. Me and, me and Brenda are going to talk about Hearthstone for an hour and a half. Fuck it. Yep. We're going to do what we want. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to talk about... Uh, Fancy Star Online. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, that. Sure. Mm-hmm, sure. <laughs> I was kind of... They have to, a whole new game. Trying to reach for something else. Uh, they they <laughs> do. They do have a whole new game. Uh, and I like am Xenoblade. excited. I'm excited to play this whole new... This whole new Fantasy Star Online 2, which is a different game than the regular Fantasy Star Online 2. Oh... Can't wait to hear next week's PNB. We can dive into that a little deeper. So, uh, for oh, yeah. myself and <laughs> and Brendan, uh, thank you and have a good one. <laughs>